Welcome to Hope Church Winter Garden. This week's podcast is part of our Filters series. Good morning. You look good. Turn to your neighbor and say you look good. Tell your second choice. You're not so bad yourself. Hey, if you're a kid in here today, raise your hand. If you're a kid in here today, you're a kid. Not if you act like a kid, adults. If you're a kid in here today. All right, if you're a kid here today, if you're in kindergarten, first or second and third and fourth and fifth grade, turn to your parents and say, pay attention. Pay attention. Then tell your other parent, if you're with two, say, no playing around. And so if you're a kid here today, I am so glad you're here. My name is Wes, and um, I get to talk to your moms and dads every single week, or your grandma, or your grandpa, whoever brought you. I get to talk to them. So if they're not listening to me, I can't help that. But I'm trying to get them to behave and trying to get them to be a good mom and dad. I'm doing my best, okay? And so we're glad you guys are here today. There's a lot of visitors today. We love, 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 love that you guys are here today. We're thankful that you're here today. We are an 11-week-old church. We don't have all the answers. Um, but we know who does, and so we kind of want to offer you that today. His name is Jesus, so we're a Jesus church. People ask us all the time, what kind of church are you guys? We're just a Jesus church, and uh, we're a Bible church. We believe in God's word. We stand on that. We believe that Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. I love that song, love, 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 cornerstone, because here's the deal. In the verse, it says, the weak can become strong, and here's the deal. Without Christ, we will be weak for eternity, but with Christ, we can have some strength. And I know this, the older I get, I realize this, life gets harder and harder. And you have to have something in your life that you can stand on. And if you, don't, if you try to stand on yourself and you try to use yourself and try to crutch yourself up against a person, we see how that works out, right? Like that never works out well. So we've got to, we've got to lean ourselves up against the cornerstone, the, 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 the firm foundation of who Jesus is and lean against it. And only he can hold us up. Anything else will let us down and will, and will leave us hanging. I'm going to fail my wife. And she's going to fail me. And I'm going to fail my kids. And my kids are going to fail me. But you know who never will? Jesus Christ himself. And so we claim that he's our cornerstone. We lean against him. And we stand on him as, as our foundation and our direction for our life. We're in a series called Filters. How many of you guys have a smartphone? Everyone in here. How many of you guys use Instagram? Anybody use Instagram? If you don't use it, you're, you're, you're probably about... 40 plus if you don't use it. But if you're below 40, you have Instagram. And, and I, I know this. And the rest of you guys, if you're on Instagram, there's another thing out there. You have it. It's called Facebook. You're on Facebook. That's like the 40 and older. If you're under 40, you have high school. And then like if your mom's on Facebook, mom and dad, if you can't, friend, if you can't find your kid on Facebook, the reason why you can't find them on Facebook is because they're on Twitter. They created that because moms were getting on Facebook. And so my parents are, my mom's not on Facebook. My dad is. And so I'm thinking about getting off of it. And so... He's on the front row. But um, we're in a series called Filters, and here's the deal. We believe this. We believe that you're going to happen to life or life's going to happen to you. You're going to happen to life or life's going to happen to you. And we believe this, that your situation and the circumstances that you're going to go through in life, they're going to happen. But the way you see them can change everything. I saw someone post recently, I think in this community, and they said something along the line, maybe you don't need a new situation. Maybe you need a new perspective. And filters is all about perspective. It's all about how you see things. I, I, I meet a lot of students and like, oh man, this is lame, this is lame, this is lame. And I'm like, have you ever thought to ask yourself the question, maybe it's not the things around you? Maybe you just need to see them differently. And so we want to give you some filters to help you see through life. This is our last week. This is a five-week series for us because there was five Sundays in November. Next week we're starting Christmas at Hope. We're going to have some Christmas songs um, I'm kind of a Grinch. Only thing I like about Christmas is shopping. You know what I'm saying, girls? And, uh, or guys, if you like to shop. Uh, I like Christmas. I like to go shopping. 
I like Black Friday. I like that it happened a week early this year. I, I love that. I like the Cyber Monday is now Cyber Sunday. Everything's getting pushed back. And if we're still here in five or ten years, Christmas will be in July. It's nuts. It's stinking nuts. And we're just such a consumer, consumer. We like to consume things. And so the culture knows that. And culture kind of culture directs us into buying things. And so it gets earlier and earlier. And so we want to give you some filter. We want to give you one filter today. Um, but if you've missed the last few weeks, you can go to hopewintergarden.com. And you can catch up on all the filters. But week one, we looked at a word filter. And we believe this at our church. I've already said it to you. We believe in this word. We believe in this word. This is kind of what we believe in. This, we kind of see everything through this word. And um, even if you're not a believer in here today, even if you don't believe in Jesus, that's okay. We say this at our church. You don't have to believe what we believe to belong here. And we know everyone's got a different view on things. Everyone's got to look on life. But we, we happen to believe that this is true. We believe it was inspired by God. We believe that God breathed it into man's heart and man wrote it the way God told him to write it. That's what we believe. But you could come here. We have people come here all the time like, I'm just looking for friends. And I'm like, come here. You don't have to believe, you don't have to, you don't, we don't want you to fit into our mold. If you come to our church, you don't have to have a shirt tucked in with khakis on and a belt on and look like us or talk like us. You don't have to, you can just come hang out with us and be here. And a lot of people come every week and just check us out and they just, you haven't left yet. So that's cool. We're glad you're here. And so you don't have to look like us. We don't believe Christianity is this cookie cutter model where if you look like this, that means you're a Christian. We just don't believe that. We believe you can come in here and you can be who you are and just learn this thing and God will do what he needs to do in your life. And we will, he'll do it. And, and, and the, the reason why I am who I am today and where I am, where I'm at today is because God's done a work in me. And it's not anything that I've done. I'm a mess. If, if you know me for a long time, um, if you know me for a long time, and a lot of you guys know me for a long time, I'm a mess. Um, my friend Leslie is here today, and, um, and her daughter is going to dedicate her, her baby today. And she's known me for a long time in here today. If you know me, <laughs> I am a mess. Everyone loves me in small doses. I'm one of those kind of people. <laughs> um, and so we just, we just believe you don't have to look like us. We just want you to, we want to give you an opportunity to hear who Jesus is and let him do the work in your life. And so we stand on the word of God. That's kind of what we stand on and on Jesus. That's kind of where we're at. So we looked at a, a word filter. The Bible tells us this, that Satan has come to kill and to steal and to destroy you. I don't have any enemies with anybody who's humanly alive. I don't have any because the Bible says that our enemy, if you're a believer, the enemy is not people. The enemy is Satan. So I don't get worn down by people a lot. I do sometimes, but I know that the enemy is not people. The enemy is, is Satan. And so the Bible says he's come to kill, steal, and destroy us. But God says, I've come to give you this amazing life. Jesus wants you and me to have this amazing and this abundant life. He tells that in his word. And so we believe this at our church. We believe that your best days are ahead of you. I got a phone call this week from a lady, and she says, it has been a, it's been a downhill spiral for like the last two or three or four months for me. She goes, but I'm starting to see things pick up. So if you've had the worst, if you have the worst year of your life or the worst six months of your life or the worst six years of life, we believe your best days are ahead of you. And so we believe that because God said, I've come to give you an abundant life. We also looked at a word filter. We also looked at this, the filter of forgiveness. The filter of forgiveness. If you're a believer in here today and you've ever wondered, I wonder how Jesus looks at me. You wonder how he looks at you and I? He looks at you as forgiven. The Bible says that he sent his son to die for the entire world, for all of our sins. That whoever believes upon him shall be saved. If you're a son or daughter of Jesus today, the Bible says, I see you as forgiven. I used Fraley as an illustration when I talked about this a while back. But when I see Fraley and Fraley sees me, Fraley's known me for a long time, since high school. I was, a, I was more of a mess in high school. I've come a long way, praise God. But 
Freddie sees when Freddie and I see each other, we know all the bad things that we've done. Jesus knows all the bad things that we've done. He sees Freddie and I as forgiven. He says, "You're forgiven. You're our sinner. You, I get that. But when I see you, I see you as forgiven." So we looked at the filter of forgiveness. We also looked at the filter of fulfillment. And I want you to know this today, and I, and I believe this with all my heart. The Bible teaches us this: is that the only thing that can make you full, the only thing that can fill you full, is, is a person, and his name is Jesus. Adulting. I love it when adults show up at our church. We're, we're a young church and we're a growing church. And I like when adults show up because they've lived life a long time. And, if, and I, high school kids, they think, man, if I could just get that one thing, then I'm, it's going to make me happy. And what happens is they get that one thing and then they're not happy anymore. And that's us, that's us, that's us in life. I, I, I would, if you were honest in here today, you don't have to be. But if you were honest, if you're on Instagram or Facebook or social media, you saw something this week, and you thought, oh, that's nice that they have that. I wish I could have that. Every one of the, and maybe not, I don't want that, or maybe, oh, that's nice. Everyone has, has done that. I had a friend, and, I, and I'm the guy up here telling you that Christ fills us, and he, and he fills us. But there's things that I think, oh, I'd be nice to have that. Our friends checked in at, at a Disney resort this week. And I'm like, oh, it must be nice to be at a Disney resort. <laughs> and so I guess they heard me. And so like, hey, they call us like, hey, my friends from college, hey, we're at Disney. We want you guys to come to our come swim with us at the, at the resort. I'm like, so glad you invited us. We were just talking about you. It was bad, but we're glad you invited us. But it's so hard. And so my buddy was saying to me, he said, man, I started this church and we're growing so fast. I have staff members. And, and he said, sometimes I'm envious of you. And I'm like, why? He's like, it's just you and your wife. I'm like, don't be envious of that. It's hard. He said, I got these staff members I'm trying to get to go with us. And it's just hard. He goes, you guys just have you and your wife. And I'm like, me and my wife have bags underneath our eyes. We're tired because we're doing a lot of work. You know, like, it's different. But we see things. We're like, it's so easy for us to say, oh, look what they have. Look what they have. Look what they have. It's so easy for us to do that. And so we, we as a community, as, as a church, we want to we we hang on to the fact that only Christ can fill us full. He's the only thing that can make us. He can only, he's the only thing that can fulfill us. You're like, man, if I can just have a relationship, you'll get it. I, I, I love college. I love college age kids, girls, when they get to be about 23, 24. They're like, if I could just get married, I'm like, marriage is hard. It's parent or husbands and wives in your day. You can, this is a chance to slide in name in. It's easier to be single than it is to be married. When you're single, this is you. You do whatever you want to do. You want to do the hardest thing in your life, high school, college age kids, and as you get older, get married. That's the hardest thing you'll do in life is get married. It ain't easy. It takes a lot of work. I've, I've, I've done about 15, 15 to 20 weddings in the last two years. And I tell them every single one, couple that I married, marriage is a lot of work. But the work is so worth it. And so, if you're going after something to fulfill you, the only thing that can fill you full is, is a person. And, and his name is Jesus. And I want to look at one more filter today. Um, and it's the family filter. I want to look at the family filter. A lot of you guys in here today, oh, commercial. Um, we're in this home. This is our this is our church every week. We set up in here every single week. Um, so we feel like this is our place. So this is West Orange High School. You know that because you're here now. You use your maps to get here. But we have a football team here at our school, and they are one game away from making it to the state championship. Can we give them a big hand today? Yeah. These guys are go-getters, and um, I love them. These guys come to our church every week. I, I look forward to Sundays because I get to see these guys on a football field, and then I get to see them in church, footballs, football players and our cheerleaders come to our church and we just we just love this place and we like doing life here. People are like, are you gonna get a building? I'm like, one, we can't afford one. But two, 
I like it here. I, I like it here. It, I, I just, it just feels good. This feels like home for us. And so um, I want to talk to you about family. A lot of you guys in here today, if you live in Winter Garden, this, in the last 15 years, this city has doubled in population in the last 15 years. It's gone from 20,000 to almost 40,000 people in the last 15 years. And it's predicted they're building 80,000 homes up 429. It's going to go from 40,000 people to 80 plus thousand people. And most people moved into the city. They don't want to be in Orlando because it's crazy and it's fast paced. They want to come out to the suburbs. That's why they're out here in this area. And so most people in here today, you're looking for a family. Or you have become a family. So I've got adopted into the football family this year. And um, someone said to me today, they said, are you, um, do you think, are you, oh, it, was, it was Schmidt on the drums today. He's a youth pastor at the church upstairs. He said, are you taking credit for the football team getting this far because there's a church here now? And I was like, of course I am. Why wouldn't I? I brought Jesus to this place and he's helping them win. What do you expect? Of course, you know? And so, um, and so anyways, I, uh, I just, we just love this place and um, I'm going to preach. If you haven't noticed yet, I've got ADD and ADHD and I got OCD and ABC. I have all the letters. And so Joshua chapter 24, um, if you're looking for a family, um, we're not perfect, um, but we'd love to invite you into our family. And I'll tell you this much, as you can tell already, we laugh a lot and we like to have fun and we like to party with each other. And so, and we like to celebrate good things. And when tragedy happens, we like to walk through tragedy with you as well. And so um, we're a family. Um, but I want to talk to you about a deeper family. Um, I, I'm, my, I have all my siblings come to church here. There's six of us. Pray for me. Um, I'm just kidding. We all come here and, um, and we have beat each other up. We've yelled at each other. We've screamed at each other. Uh, my sister, I tell everyone this, my sister stabbed me with a pencil in middle school. I still have the lead in my, in my arm to prove it. And, um, she would say, you're a liar. It's still there. Um, Man, but we had fun. I had fun growing up. And so I like family. Um, can I tell you one of my favorite moments um, as uh, being in a home? My, both my parents are here today. And so I, I think they already know this because they had to pay someone to fix the wall. But um, we used to play sports inside the house. Yeah. All, anyone 30 and up, that's what you, you played sport. We didn't have a video game. We played sports all the time. And so if your parents were working and making, a, making things for you, played, if you couldn't go outside... You play sports inside. So one day, me and my brother in the house, and he's like, just toss it to me lightly, and it's a baseball. We've got a baseball and a baseball bat in the house. And um, this further goes how you, you, you can tell I'm, I'm trying to reinforce to have lots of issues. And um, we're playing sports in the house, and he says, uh, let's, let's use a, a baseball. And so we're using a baseball, and he's just popping it back to me. And we, 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 play, we played sports. This, this is what we did, and that's it's, it's all we've ever known is to play sports. So... So he's hitting it back and forth. Well, I don't know what possessed him, but I, I, I don't even know if it was him or not. It was, it was one of the six. When you have six, you forget. And, um, but he took a full swing. He took a full swing and, um, at that baseball, and he just drove it down the third base. Now, third base was in the house because we're in the house. It was down third base. He pulled. It was a, it was a good pull, Dad. It was down third base line in the, in the dining room, in the living room, over the coffee table, over the couch, and through the glass window to the backyard, left field. That's where it was going. It was a good hit, by the way. I was, Layton was like, that was a good hit. I'm like, we are so in trouble. We are so in trouble. And I could get up here and talk to you about family stories forever because I got lots of them. And we did a lot of things we shouldn't do. I, I remember one time doing something I shouldn't do, and my dad called me like, like six months later. 
I, I did something six months ago. I got, and I, I kind of got in trouble for it. But later, I accidentally pocket called my dad. And I was reliving the story with my friends. So my dad called me. He's like, hey, uh, I didn't know about story. And I'm like, how did you know now? He's like, I know everything. And I looked at my phone. And I had, poc- I had called him for like eight minutes. Like he heard the full story. So like we did a lot of things we shouldn't do. But I want to talk to you about the family. I want to give you a family. How do you, uh, I want to look at a guy today because I, I, I haven't lived very long. I'm, I'm only 33 years old. People come out of me out of here every single thing like, you're the pastor. I'm like, I know. Pray for us. I get that. But here's what I do have. I've got God's word. And so I can only tell you what it says. I want to look at a guy who lived his entire life and gave his last words to his community his family. Like the most important words you'll ever say, by the way, will be the words on your deathbed. That'll be the most important words you'll ever say because you want to get out the most important things. You want to get out the most important things. Got a phone call from a friend yesterday. Um, his, his wife um, bre- beat breast cancer six years ago. She went and had a PET scan, PET scan or PET scan just, just, just this week and her body's just lit up with cancer six years later, lung cancer. And he said, man, I, I called him last night and said, bro, I am here for you. I'll laugh with you. I'll cry with you. I'll sit and be quiet the best I know how to. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be there for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I can help you out. If, if, if you want me to, I'm here for you. And, and he said, man, I, I don't even know how to make sense of all this. But when you get to the end of your life, you, it's the most important things. I want to look at Joshua chapter 24. If you have a phone in here today, you can click over to Joshua chapter 24 in the U version. If you don't have a Bible, we say this every week. If you don't have a Bible, we want to give you a Bible. What kind of church doesn't give out Bibles? You know what I'm saying? So if you walk out the doors, make a hard left, you'll get to the orange room. We want to give you a Bible today. If we're using an app, we use a new living translation. Joshua chapter 24, this guy is on his last, 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 last leg. He's invited all the most, everyone around to come listen to this speech. It's just, this is like, the, this is the it. This is it for him. He's going to give his most important speech. He's giving it today. This is the day, okay? So put yourself in the story. Joshua chapter 24. This guy's lived a full life. In verse 1, it says this. Joshua called all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, including the elders, the leaders, the judges, and the officers. So they came and presented themselves to God. Joshua said to the people, This is what God wants me to tell you guys, or this is what the Lord of Israel says. Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River, and they worshiped other gods. But I took your ancestor Abraham, your ancestor Abraham, from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him into the land of Canaan. I gave him many descendants through his son Isaac. To Isaac, I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau, I gave the mountains of Seir, while Jacob and his children went down into Egypt. Here's what he says. I've lived a full life, and I've set you guys up on inheritance. I've set you guys up. I've taken good care of you. And if you're a child of God in here today, I want you to know this. God's taken good care of you thus far, and he'll take good care of you for the rest of the leg, or the rest of the way. He'll take good care of you. And he goes, I want you guys to know how I've taken such good care of you. Here's, here's what else I've done for you guys. Everyone's got their part. I've gotten you land. You've got inheritance. And I've taken good care of you. Here's what else I've done for you. I sent Moses and Aaron. And I brought terrible plagues on Egypt. And afterward, I brought you out as a free people. The children of Israel, they were slaves in Egypt. They, they couldn't even choose their own food. They were slaves. And, and God says here, I've taken care of you guys, and I made you free. 
And the old, if you read the Old Testament, so many people are like, is the Old Testament, do we follow the Old Testament, do we follow the New Testament? The Old Testament points to the New Testament. And here you have people who are slaves, and they're going to become free, they're children of God. And you and I, the Bible says this, that when we were born, we were born into slavery, and that slavery was called sin. And the only thing that can free us from the sin is a person, his name is Jesus. That's what the Bible teaches. So the Old Testament points us to the New Testament here. You're like, that's the most deepest thing you've ever taught us, Wes. I'm not deep. I'm clear. He says here, now you're free people, but your ancestors arrived at the Red Sea. Check this out. Uh, You guys arrived at the Red Sea. Egyptians chased after you with chariots and charioteers. When your ancestors cried out to the Lord, I put darkness between you and the Egyptians. I parted the Red Sea. You guys crossed through dry land, and I crushed those jokers. You're like, man, I thought God was nice. He is, but he killed a lot of people in the Old Testament. He's like, I just shut that thing up. I, 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 they were chasing you. I want you guys to know, I'm, you're my people. I took care of you guys. I crushed that down. He goes, do you remember that? I put darkness between you and the Egyptians. I brought the sea crashing down on those jokers, drowning them. With your very own eyes, you saw what I did. Then you lived in the wilderness for many years. And when you were in the wilderness, by the way, children of Israel, I took care of you. Jesus, when they woke up every single day, they had fresh food and fresh water every single day when they were in the wilderness. That's how big our God is. Fresh food. Last night we had chili. Like, where did that come from? I don't know. Well, we had chili. We had uh, Brooke and Tyler over, and I'll introduce them to you in a moment. We had them over for dinner. We had chili. And so last night my wife was taking out my my sister-in-law for her birthday, and she said to me, um, what do you guys want for dinner? I can make you guys something. I'm like, yes, make us something. It's hard to take these twins to a restaurant now. It got harder. Um, Impossible, actually. They're almost impossible now. And um, so pray for us. One and a half is hard. I don't remember one and a half being hard with one kid, but apparently it's hard with twins. And so anyways, she goes, when you make, she said, I got leftover chili. And I'm like, yes, we'll take it. Did you, this is random. Did you know that chili, I think, tastes better the second time around than does the first time around? It's just one of those things like, what am I talking about? You know, I don't know. But every single day they woke up, they had fresh food, Scott. They had fresh food every time they woke up in the wilderness, Brought fresh bread to them. He goes, guys, I took care of you guys. He goes, finally, I brought you to the land of the Amorites, east of the Jordan River. They fought against you, but I destroyed them before you. I gave you victory over them, and you took possession of their land. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, started a war against Israel. He summoned Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you, but I would not listen to him. Instead, I made Balaam bless you. And so I rescued you from Balaam. Verse 11. When you crossed the Jordan River and came to Jericho, the men of Jericho fought against you, as did the Amorites. The Perizzites, they fought you. The Canaanites, they fought you. The Hittites, they fought you. The Girgashites, they fought you. The Hivites, they fought you. And the Jebusites fought you. But I gave you victory over every single one of them. And I sent terror ahead of you to drive out the two kings of the Amorites. It was not your swords or your bows that brought you victory. I gave you land you had not worked on. Or I gave you towns you did not build. The towns where you are now living, I gave you vineyards and olive gardens for food. Though you did not plant them, I took care of you. Guys, I took care of you. And if you're in here today and you're trying to figure out who God is, I want you to know today that just like he took care of these people, he, God wants to take care of you. 
It's God's desire to take care of you. He wants to do that for you. And he's just like he did it for them because his sons and daughters are, in the Old Testament, it's the children of Israel. He wants you and I to know that he wants to take care of you. God wants to take care of you. I get calls every single week. Man, what about me, Wes? I've got a lot of sins. If you have a lot of sins, God can still take care of you. His, that song saying, your love never runs dry on us. It never fails us. God's love, if God, God can love every single one of you in here today, he could dump his love out for every single one of you and not ever, that well of love that he has for you, it never runs dry. Well, Wes, what if I did this? If you did that, he still loves you. What if I did this, Wes? What about my brother who's, who's in jail? Yes, what if the person, what if the worst person in the world, God's love can reach out and love anybody? His love is not even, it's weird. His love is, our love is picky, isn't it? Uh, if you do this, I'll love you. God's love isn't. God's love's not picky. He'll love anybody. He will love anybody. What about the worst sin in the world? He will love that person. What about the person with the least amount of sin in, the, in their life? He loves that person. Because the Bible tells that everyone in this room in here today has a hurt, habit, or hang up. Every single one of us have something. From me to the front to the back. But God says, I can love you still. And so verse 14, he says this to him. So fear the Lord. This is, this is it. If I want you to get this one thing, he says, I want to drop this on you. So, so fear the Lord, serve him wholeheartedly, put away the idols your ancestors worshiped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today who you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But here's what jo- Joshua says. This is the last thing he says. But as for me and my house... We're going to serve the Lord. For me and my house, here's what we're going to do. Joshua said, if I had to go back all over to live my life all over again, I would go back and do the same exact way, and we're going to serve God. Moms and dads in here today and, and church family, because we're all family in here today. I don't really, I'm, I'm talk, if I'm talking to you today, mom and dad, I'm talking to your kids. They're like, we're just one family. Most of the time we're all happy. We're just one family in here today. The Bible tells us this, that Joshua got to the end of his life and he said, I would do it all over again. I would do it all over again. And the way I would do it is I would serve God the same exact way that I did it going up. I would do it the exact same way all over again. That's how I would choose to live life again. If I had to go back all over again, Wes, I'd have to go back all over again. Put your name in the blank. Would you serve the Lord is what he says. He goes, I, we're going to serve the Lord. He goes, but you guys choose what you want. And here's what I love about Jesus is that I talk about God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves for you. God loves you. God loves you. And you know that. Joseph has to make that decision whether or not he's going to accept that love. Kelly's got to make that decision. She's going to accept that love. Lauren's got to make that decision. Herman, the tech guys, all of our, OB, all of our, all of our, anyone in here, all of our hope kids, workers, hope volunteers, everyone on the dream team, everyone's got to make the decision whether or not they're going to accept the love that God has for them. That's the beauty of it. And here's it. You can say, I don't need that love. That's the beauty of it. You can say you don't need that love. You can, you can, everyone gets to make the decision whether they're going to accept the love that God's lavished upon them or he's dumped on them. Have you ever made someone mad? Yes, you have. Person that you're close to, and then you try to pretend like everything was okay, and they're like, ah, nice try, get away from me. <laughs> I'm mad at you. I'm, I'm stupid. So my wife, she, like, things are bad. Like, hey, what's up? And she's like, still mad at you. <laughs> you know, like, don't try me. Um, we, get, we get to choose whether or not we're going to allow God to love us and care for us. And we get to make that choice. Joshua said this, Wes, 
saying to you and to your family today, to this community as a church at large, to the body of Christ in here today, to you in here today, he's, he's saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if I could give you two things, here what I, here's what I would give to you. Moms and dads, you know this, your kids are only going to say what you say. You're like, dang it. I remember when one of my kids repeated after Diana one time. <clears throat> We're in church. I can't say what she said. <laughs> um, but they, they will repeat everything you say. And moms and dads, you, you know this. They're going to do what you do. They're going to do what you do, and they're going to say what you say. That's just what, they, what they're going to do. Good or bad, they're going to do that. That's just what they're going to do. And if that is true, and it is, they're going to say what you say, they're going to do what you do, how will you live your life? What kind of example are you going to set for them? What, what kind of example will you set for, for your kids? What kind of example am I going to set for my kids? I'm, I'm, I'm not excluded from this sermon or any other sermon. I'm, I'm included. I probably should be on the front row listening. <laughs> You're like, everyone's like, amen. <laughs> I, should, I, I remember when I, was, when I was a youth pastor, my, my mentor said to me, You're going to eat your words one day. You're going to eat your words one day. And I'm like, No, man, I'm the youth pastor. I got it all figured out. He said, Wait till you have your own kids, parents. And then, and what would make things worse? What would make things worse as a parent? You can't. You you can't raise all your kids exact same way. Wouldn't that be awesome? I've done it once. I'll just do it over again. It don't work like that. And you can raise two of them the exact same way, and one can make a left and one can make a right. They get to make that choice. And you're like, ah, what did I do wrong? And here's the deal, mom and dad. If one's left and one's right, you want to know what you did wrong? Nothing. But you know what you do as mom and dad? I know because I'm an outsider. You beat yourself up for that. I just don't know what went wrong. You did nothing wrong. Mom and dad, this is free. This isn't even in the notes. Mom and dad here today, cut yourself some slack. Give yourself a break. Oh, doesn't that feel good? <laughs> I'm going to give myself a break. You did, your, you did your best. And here's the deal. Mom and dad in here today, if you're doing both roles in here today, like I'm, I'm a single mom or I'm a single dad or I'm raising my kids, you're doing better than you think you're doing. You are doing better than you think you're doing. You're like, oh, that's encouraging. You, you ought to be encouraged when you get here. So it's family, I do ought to encourage. You're doing a great job. Whether you think you're doing a great job or not, mom or dad, you're doing a great job. And so you can walk out of here today, and I, I gave you a note section today. Like, you can write down on your notes, wherever you are today, I'm doing a great job. <laughs> are you doing it perfect? No one is, mom and dad. You're doing a great job. You're here today. That's good. If you got one out of your 10 kids or one out of three kids here, you're doing good. If you came here today, you invite them, they don't want to come, you're doing a great job. If they stay at home and say, you're still doing a good job, you're doing a great job because you're here today trying to learn how you can be a better mom or be a better dad. You're doing a great job. Cut yourself some slack. And, and moms in here today, you younger moms, don't compare yourself on Instagram. I'm not going to post a picture of me yesterday by myself with my twins. If, if, if you want a picture of hell on earth, that would be it. Like, I'm not going to post that picture. I'm only going to post a cute picture where they're both smiling at the same exact time. And I'm definitely not going to put any audio to it because I'm, we're yelling things. We shouldn't be yelling in our house when you got four kids. Like, you're doing a good job. You're doing better than you think you are. So here's what I want you to get. Moms and dads, if you're like, you know what, I'm here today. And here's what I want to get for us as a community, for all of us. This, this applies to everyone. If you have kids in here today, here's what you want your kids. Is you want to teach your kids two things. You're like, that's it? Yes. Joshua did this. He did this really well. 
He taught his kids to serve the Lord. You want to teach your kids to serve God. You want to teach them the best Christmas I've ever had in my entire life. I've got 33 to choose from. I took my four-year-old, took my brother who's on sound today. First week on sound. We got a new sound guy today. It's working perfectly. Jinx. (laughs) Um, I took me, my wife, I think my daughter who's eight now, I think she's about four years old, and my brother. We went to Burger King. We bought $50 in sausage biscuits. We got a case of water, and we walked around Lake Yellow downtown. We hand out sausage biscuits to homeless people. You want to teach your kids to serve the Lord. My kids have been begging for, we've, we, this church is 11 weeks old today. My kids have been begging to come to church early. We made them stay home because it's just hard too. So now they've, they've came the last two weeks now. My son wanted to help me carry the cord and help um, one of our tech guys help carry cord. And I just let him. Did it take longer? Absolutely. But mom and dad, you want to teach your kids to serve the Lord. You want to teach them that. Drop them off at church if you have to. If you don't want to go that day. <laughs> you wake up late. Just drop them off. We'll take care of them. You want to teach your kids to serve the Lord. That's the greatest compliment. Don't want to say, man, your kids, they, your kids, they love Jesus. My kids aren't going to be perfect because I'm not perfect. And I'm not perfect because my parents aren't perfect. And my parents aren't perfect because their parents aren't perfect. And all the way to Adam and Eve, we're not, none of us are going to be perfect. But I want my kids to serve the Lord. The, Joshua said, if we're going to do it all over again, we're going to serve the Lord. You want your kids to serve the Lord. Here's the second thing. And, this is, and that goes for everything. We want to be a community that serves the Lord. And here's the second thing. We want to be a community and we want to be a group of people who, who loves all people. You want your kids to love all people. You want that. And that's hard. It's hard. You know what I know? With all my family here today, it's easier to love strangers than it is to love your own family members. <laughs> Everyone's laughing because that's so true. You want to know why it's true? Because you know everything about them. We're gonna ded- Brooke's going to dedicate her baby today, but I know Brooke, and I know Shana, and I know Xander, and I know Scott. They've, Leslie's here today, and Alex here, and they've adopted like a thousand kids over the last X amount of years. And I know, I know... They've had so many kids come in their life, and this, this moment, they've just taken all these kids, and, and they've, they've poured into them, and they're all so different. And they're all completely, they're all, I don't know how many, how many you have here today? Like, there's five, or six, they're all so different. And now Brooke's raising her kids, and Shane is raising her kids, and they're all so different. But you know what I think I noticed about all of them, sprinkled in, they, all, they just have loved people. They, they just, they've just, they've done their best to love you. Brooke loves people, and Shana loves people. And, 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 Al, and Sky, she's just infectious. She just loves people. And Xander, they, I've, they've all been so kind to me. Their mom and dad have taught them to love people. We want to be a community, and we want to be mom and dad, teach our kids to love people. And that's such a missing link in our society. And I know it's hard. I get that. I'm here today to tell you it is hard to love people. We say at our church we want to love all people at all times and all places. And that is, it's like I it was like, hey, give yourself an impossible mission statement. Okay, here it is. We're going to love all people at all times and all places. It is hard. It's hard to love people that you know. It's hard to love strangers. But God wants Joshua in his life, he said, I'm going to give you two things. I want you to love people, and I want you to serve the Lord. And I think that's what he gave to his kids. And moms and dads in here today, I love you. I don't have all the answers. I'm the furthest thing from a great example. I've, I do things. I yelled at my kids yesterday. I won't yell at them today because they're leaving after church to go to their grandparents' house. But... If I was going to be with them for longer than another hour, I would yell. I'm not the example. I'm really not the example. 
I'm, I'm just not. I, I look at guys in the Bible, men and women who got kids that are older than me or kids that are my age, and I see the way they raise their kids. And, and I just want my parents drop me off at church every Sunday. Every, I went to Sunday school, Sunday morning, Wednesday night, and Sunday night until I grew up in a Baptist church. Um, I went four times a week. That was way too much church, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's amazing I turned out okay. Anyways, I want us as a community to serve the Lord. I want people to say at Hope Church, those guys, they serve the Lord and they love people. That's it. Moms and dads, let's do it. Here's the deal. We're, we're done. I'm all done. I'm wrapping it up here. If you're here today, Abel, I'm done. If you're here today, and you're like, man, I'm, I'm so, I feel like I'm an orphan. I feel completely displaced. Can I tell you this today? There's a God who loves you and cares for you and has died for you and he'll allow you into his family. And that's like, that's the gospel. That's the good news. There's a God who loves you, who cares for you and he'll allow you into his family. We're gonna fail you. We tell our, all the people that come to this church and go through our next steps, don't follow me because I'm going to fail you. Follow Jesus. He'll never let you down. Jesus will never let you down. He'll allow you into his family. And today, if you're not in that family, you feel like, man, I feel displaced. And I feel like no one loves me. No one cares for me. I've tried to go here and they don't like me there. I try to go here and they don't like me there. Can I let you know today that Jesus Christ wants to allow you. He's already died. He's already done the work. He wants you to be into it. He wants you to be in his family. You don't got to be in my family, which we will take you. We'll take anybody. But you and I get to be in a family where there's a perfect father. Dads, could you imagine if you were a perfect dad? You can't because we're not. But could you imagine if we were? Moms, could you imagine if you were a perfect mom? Jesus Christ is the perfect father. The Bible says he's the father to the fatherless. He's perfect and he loves you and he cares for you and he's died for you and he did all that for you he did it for me. And he wants you to come into his family. You can bow your head and close your eyes. No one's looking around. I want to pray for you real quick. Thank you for listening to today's message. Visit us at hopewintergarden.com to connect with us.